This is the Random Nintendo Podcast for July 11th, 2023. I am one of your hosts, Kevin. To my virtual left, as always, Jason. Hello. How are you? And to my virtual right, Angel. Sorry, sorry to cut you off there. No, it's fine. Also, hello. Hello, indeed. I, it has been a minute since we've uh, since we've recorded. Many a minute. Also, I, I need to work on my intro. I need to be more like a YouTuber where, like, they go, what's up, guys, and don't expect to answer. Instead, my how are you? Oh, I, do I already didn't answer. like that. What's right? up, guys? I know. Yeah, I, 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 I don't I'm, like it. Like, they they work hard. They they know what they're doing. It clearly works. But that's not, I, that's not who I, you are. Actually, you're so close to being that, though, Jason. I think at, some, at one point in I'm another timeline, close. like, if you ate, like, I don't know, one day you picked an orange instead of, like, I don't know, an apple in some restaurant, you probably would have ended up being, like, a big YouTuber. If I was born in 1999 instead of... Yeah, would be crazy. If I was born, like, in 1999 instead like, a decade earlier, I would have definitely... Like, I... The stuff I was doing in high school with, like, my, like, Nintendo yeah. forum stuff would have... I would... They called us sages, but we were, essentially. God, I sound so... Oh exactly. my god! Like, I sound so full of myself. The, we the, were the influencers of, um, before the term existed, but like kind of. So. The legend of um, Chancy Master, Chancy Lover would have. It was. Like, uh, it was Chancy Master. Originally, it was Chancy Master at one point, and then it evolved into just JSR, which has been ever since. Thank God. Can you imagine if I was like <laughs> still like doing this podcast and kind of was like on my left we have Chancy Master, <laughs> and, and I'm like, hi, what's up, guys? Well. <laughs> yeah, no. But I've never been a fan of um, uh, esports of like people using their uh, usernames as like mm-hmm. like the casters being u- using their their usernames like ugh, like using it like a full it's stage. so lame sometimes yeah like a full on stage name yeah it's so lame it's it's weird because my username would always be Gomi so that's why I have no issue with it but mm-hmm. when it comes to like oh and here comes crap I don't know ah. I don't have an ex- a specific example right now, but like there's some really bad ones. There's only one called but Filipino Champ. There's infiltration. But you know what? You know what's funny about that is if you think about it, it's really no different than stage performer, musicians, whatever, having stage names for like the last however many decades. It just feels weird because they're like internet-y. I don't know, but like honestly, like if if someone came out like, "Hi, I'm I'm announcing this esports, you know, this broadcast. I'm Lady Gaga." You'd be like, what? But if it's a musician named Lady Gaga, you're like, oh, okay. Is, isn't that weird how that works? Or Yeah, The weekend without an with the third E just randomly not there. Like, okay, guy. But when it's Abel, The weekend doing it, you're like, oh, okay. Like, it's just so strange how we sort of categorize those based on, like, the, the origin of where they originated in terms of their fame. Definitely just seems normal to me. But... Speaking of The weekend, hmm. uh, did you watch The Idol? I did. <laughs> It's not on our of list. Do we want to talk about it real quick? I, I, I don't want to talk about it. I, I didn't watch it. I heard it was terrible. It's not great. Um, Somewhere, I'll make it very brief. Somewhere deep, deep down in that show are some interesting ideas about like the music industry and exploitation of people in the industry and the inner workings of the industry and how everything's like by committee and how people get lost, their artistry gets lost. But all of that is completely glossed over by some really strange choices over like unnecessary levels of like hyper like sexualization of the whole show like it's just like somewhere in there's a kernel of an idea and it got completely like erased by like going for like this kind of 
pseudo edgy that's actually not as edgy as critics say it is like style over substance stuff which apparently that's how it started where it was supposed to be a critique of like yeah the music industry like it was supposed to be a very serious one and then just out of nowhere uh it got switched out for a more euphoria style show yeah so they had originally a female director i forgot her name but she uh they were doing the show and this is where the stories don't quite line up. Like, the show might have been good, the show might not have been good, but whatever it was, the show wasn't what The weekend wanted. Because this was his, like, idea, this whole show. So he's like, I will pay to do reshoots. We can save budget, but I will do it at my house. Like, the show's actually filmed at his house. The concert scenes are filmed at the concert I went to at SoFi Stadium. Like, literally the scene where Lily Rose Depp's character comes out and, like, introduces herself. They filmed in front of us without us knowing what was going on. Just a woman walked down and started saying things. But, um, yeah, so, like, they were doing a lot of budget cuts to make it work. But basically they had this original idea where it was, like, a teeny bopper, like, Ham Montana, Miley Cyrus slash Britney Spears type. And it was that lane. And then they swapped it out for this, like, oh, we want to focus more on this creepy dude The Weeknd plays who's, like, this cult leader. And we want him to be kind of, and, like, his weird fetishes and stuff. Like, let's make him the focus. Sort of. And so, like, you could see bits where the original show was still there. Like, there's parts where, like, the writing is, like, quippy and quick and funny. And it, like, switches to, like, really awkward and, like, attempting to be, like, sexy. Except later, like, the weekend was doing press tour. He's like, oh, he's supposed to be cringy. It's not supposed to be sexy. You're supposed to be like, wow, this is pathetic. Like, it's a weird thing to say about your show, but okay. Uh, So it's very, it's very mixed. But the soundtrack's pretty good. And honestly, I'm a fan of his music. So I'm fine with the music and ignoring the rest. But yeah, it was definitely an experience you are. to watch. Yeah, of course I am. <laughs> it's yeah. uh, it's quite the, I guess, critical whiplash. Yeah, considering that they just came off of Barry and Succession, Succession. Yeah, The Last of Us season one, two, it... and then you know Euphoria. Like people really, really love Euphoria, and then to come to this by the creator of Euphoria. Like, yeah, and that's and that's the thing is like Euphoria. I've heard I've been watching for it, but I've heard it has a very similar level of like kind of seediness to it. Um, but it works because it has such a killer cast. You can bring the guy that has the, that introduces the seediness to another show, but if the cast, if one of the main guys, The Weekend, is an is new to acting and hasn't yet found his footing fully, that drags ever. You know, you can't get away with the seediness because the acting doesn't you know elevate past it. At that point, all that's left is the weird seediness that feels awkward. So, right. Yeah. But it, it is funny because I, I always used to think like back when, remember when TV had like seasons, not like seasons like we have now, but like, oh, from fall to spring, you have a show. And then in the summer, there's different shows. And then from fall to spring, the original shows come back. Like back when television was like a linear format, like with cable and stuff. HBO or... used to kind of, HBO kind of used to do that where they'd have like their big shows would be like fall, winter, spring. And then they're kind of lighter, more like the comedies or like the lighter stuff or stuff that's not like prestige quote unquote would be during the summer. So the fact that they did go from succession and Barry to this kind of gave me shades of like HBO in the early two thousands. Now, granted all their shows were higher quality than what we have now at the idol, but still like that kind of like spring being the end of the super strong stuff. And then summer being kind of like B tier and then going back to the strong stuff later like that. That's how TV always used to be back in the day. Uh Yeah. So anyway, as a random tangent. Well, that was uh the idol. Yeah. Uh that happened that and that more or less aired almost a majority while we were off the air. That is true. For like this last month. Yes. Yeah, so uh 
How have you guys been? I've been talking a lot. Angel, how have you been? I've been all right. You know, chilling, going to Anime Expo. That all that happened. Um, watched some random movies without much planning. Kind of happened. That's pretty much been it. Built a couple of Lego sets. Um, both pretty awesome. I'm pretty sure I talked about the piano before, but the finished product really fun. Even the whole pseudo play mechanism where you press a key and the sound comes out of your phone. Like, it's not, you know, it could have, it probably would have been cheaper if they didn't have a motor in it, but the fact they did and the fact the Bluetooth syncs up so well to the piano that when you hit the button, it's almost one-to-one. It's pretty neat that you could just, like, accept it. I kind of wish you could pre-record any song and it just, like, fake playing it, but I'm going to have to do that some other way. Have you have you shared your grand plan on air of what you're doing with this Lego piano? I'm sure I did. I don't I, know. I, think, uh, I don't I know don't how know. I could have not mentioned that I bought the grand piano because I have the Lego Bowser and because they just happen to be in scale with each other. And Which, for those you know, who can't makes... put two and two together on the listening end, not your fault out there, folks, but um, Bowser plays a piano when he sings a certain song called Peaches. Yeah, it just works so well together. It worked out. Perfectly. It's almost like it's impossible because both of them came out before the movie and they both just happened to fit perfectly together. Yeah, even they're the, scaled to the, one another. Yeah. Even the stool, like you do have to put it on its side, but when you put it on its side, the legs create the perfect gap for the tail, which acts as a tripod with the rest of the stool, and he just like sits perfectly. Like on propped up on the piano. And I do have plans that have a little recording button thingy just so that, you know, I can press a button and then you'll hear peaches. But hey, w- wait a sec. Wait a sec. The same way Kevin threw the idol at me when I was playing to talk about it, Angel, you heard peaches live and you just glossed over it like that did not happen. You went to the, right. the Game Awards. You went to the 10th anniversary concert at the Hollywood Bowl. How how was I mean that? the Game Awards concert happened to be there. Um, I went to see Peaches and well, Peaches was a surprise. That's impossible that you actually went with that. I mean, I guess you did kind of think it might happen, yeah. But yeah, I mean that was cool. I hadn't been to the Hollywood Bowl before, and now I did. Didn't realize it was an outdoor venue. Pretty cool. Parking was nice, mainly because I parked on the hill, as Jason suggested I should, to avoid expensive parking and the. What seems to be a known nightmare to get out of, because yeah, I guess pro, there's only like one exit. Pro tip like for anyone coming to Los Angeles or who lives in Los Angeles and doesn't know: um, don't park at the Hollywood Bowl. Either park at the Hollywood and Highland Complex and take a shuttle, or walk up the hill, or just park on a random side street somewhere in the neighborhood up the hill, not near anything, and you will still get out twice to three times as fast as anyone who actually parked in a proper parking lot. Yeah, and that was great. I mean, I saw a costume Crash Bandicoot. Obviously, you got to hear some God of War music. The Spider-Man music was cool. Even the Harry Potter and Star Wars music, you know, while they weren't obviously doing any known themes, the footage and the live orchestra was pretty amazing. And of course, you know, like Jack Black's Peaches, which was just a nice treat, especially because, you know, when it was announced that Jack Black would be there, at first it was like, oh, hopefully he plays Peaches. Like, he should play Peaches. But it didn't really occur to me as like a definite thing that was happening until 
I think it was a couple of days before Jason had mentioned that Nintendo wouldn't have a say in it. Up until that point, I thought they would, and then when Jason well, not not so much a say. My my point was Nintendo clearly wasn't involved in the production, which is why I initially wasn't planning to go. But well, there you Illumination go. Well, is handling all the marketing for the movie, which is why we get stuff like drone shows and giant billboards and crazy like marketing stunts. And Illumination might be game to have Jack Black sing, even if Nintendo yeah, wasn't so playing. So soon as that was, yeah. so soon as that was like brought to my attention, it just became like like oh, that's definitely happening. Right. Like right. you know, I could still be surprised. That was still a nice surprise, but it felt like oh, cool. There it is. Which was awesome. And they dropped a Which, hint that I didn't even pick up on. Uh, the Hollywood Bowl, before, like a week before, tweeted like, oh, one night only, I have a special like peach dessert you can buy from our stores at the venue. And Jeff Keighley, of course, you know, quote tweeted it with the little like side eye emoji. And I was like, huh, peaches, that's random. And I didn't even make the association, peaches, peaches, like the song peaches. Like I didn't even, yeah. So then when it happened, like, oh, of course, the dessert was because of the song. But yeah. Yeah. And I guess maybe some are related, and I guess I might as well just go into it because it won't be that long. But, you know, we saw Jack Black. And then kind of randomly, we ended up watching School of Rock the next day. I had only seen School of Rock once before. I think back in college when I got my PSP because it was a the free movie that came with my PSP. So I saw oh, it. On the, UM, on the UMD? Exactly, yeah, on that little... The Universal UMD Media there. Disc. Remember when UMDs had giant sections at every electronics store, almost as big as the DVD sections for like about really? 10 months? Yeah. There's like a window there where everyone's like, oh my God, this is the next big thing. PSP's going to kill it. And then instead it was the one that got killed. Well, I mean, that being said, though, I definitely enjoyed the movie in its more normal proportioned glory. That is a TV versus, you know, a PSP screen. And speakers, but yeah, it was fun. I I remember enjoying it, but obviously, you know how you can only catch so much or pay so much attention when you're watching it on a handheld. I'm pretty sure I wasn't even fully paying attention to it when I first watched it. But I can see why a lot of people really enjoy it, or why some consider it like kind of a classic. But man, yeah, Jack Black definitely still the the same character. You see a lot of the Bowser, obviously, just Jack Black. Playing Jack Black. Also, forgot Sarah Silverman was in that, and her role was literally just to be the most unlikable character in the world, which I guess she nailed because I'm sure that was the point—just be the unbearable girlfriend or something. But yeah, you know, good old hundred percent. Yeah, especially because as I mean, when she was doing Sarah Silverman's show, and that was like the whole vibe of that show was like the counter culture of what like the girl would be. Yeah. Did you it's, know uh, that movie? Care for it, or you're like I saw it in high school. By I remember being like, "Oh yeah, that was fun," but I don't remember anything else. It um, it um, crap. What am I trying to say? It's it's insane how like none of those kids in the movie really grew up to be like stars to me. Yeah, certainly not, not, even I, not even not even not even Oh, I forgot she's in that. Miranda Cosgrove. She's literally the lead kid. Yeah, but what's Miranda Cosgrove doing these days except more iCarly? No offense to Miranda Cos- uh, well, Cosgrove. But... <laughs> well, I mean, she's still... <laughs> I mean, we know her I name, mean, like, I guess. Like, she's a meme. Of them... The one with the car. The one with the car, the one with the coffee well, what I What I mean to say, it's like... Um, 
not that the other ones didn't never amounted to anything, but like I, they just never showed up after that movie. That's true. For a reunion, but I, I, know that's, I know that's not what you mean. There was one kid that I'm like, he. I know he's in something else. He just looks familiar, but uh, probably not. Yeah, I'm going because through the cast list like right the, now, and none of them are household names. Spy Kids kid or something, but I'm pretty sure that was Yeah, that's out. what I mean. Like, none of them are, are household names, except for maybe Miranda Crossgrove. By the way, did you know the Spy Kid kid, like the boy from Spy Kids, is now married to Megan Trainer? Well, Megan Trainer. All about that bass. Who's Megan Trainer? Singer. All about that bass. One of the most insufferable artists of <laughs> all time. Uh, you may know her. Re- doesn't help. Oh, actually, no, that was BB Rex that got hit with a phone. Never mind. By the way, can we just PSA to people if anyone's listening? Just stop throwing things at musicians performing on stage. For a second, I think it was Megan Trainer happened to, but it was BB Rex. But um, why are people chucking phones at musicians? Like, what is happening? Anyway, carry on. Sorry. Aren't phones expensive? Man, yeah, like you buy you still you buy a three hundred dollar ticket and they take a three hundred dollar five hundred dollar device and you lob it at someone and you're never gonna see it again. You're out almost a thousand bucks if you include parking and concessions. For what? For what? And it's very disrespectful to the artist. But anyway, sorry, you're talking about uh, School of Rock and Miranda Cosgrove. Yeah, well, yeah, fun movie. I enjoyed it. I probably be a good while before I watch it again, but it, it managed to get a few chuckles here and there. And it's like, especially Miranda Crosco's character. She was fun. But there was another movie that I did see after, also kind of randomly, um, or unprompted. Um, when was the last time either of you, or have you either of you seen Gremlins 2? I don't think yeah. I've ever seen 2. I enjoyed 1. Yeah, I think Gremlins 2. Oh my god. I'm pretty sure... I saw Gremlins 2 before I saw Gremlins 1. Wow. That, that, I that feel like it was a bad been... choice. One of the biggest, know. like... Tonal whiplashes I've ever had in my life. Yeah, because like, like the movie does not hide the fact. I, I'm pretty sure you would enjoy it, Jason, just because of how meta it gets, or the fact mm, that it even mm-hmm. gets meta. I do like but, meta. And 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 if anyone has seen the the key and peel skits where they're kind of like going through the movie or like how can we, you know, that that pretty much sums up the yeah the, the, the movie. script puncher upper. Or oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess I do know the beats of Gremlins too then. Yeah, but essentially, and besides that, I mean, that one mainly focuses on, like, what types of gremlins they make. But, in a nutshell, you know, the first movie is, I don't even really know what to call it. It's like a, not quite a horror movie. The first one's just, like, straight up a horror movie. Yeah, it's like, mostly, like, you know, monster, monster flick. You know, more on the scary side. It's not really played as a comedy. There's maybe some funny moments, but it's more trying to be heartwarming and surprisingly dark at times. Like, yeah. You know, I don't know where, especially like that famous, like, oh, my dad was trying to be Santa Claus and he fell down the chimney and cracked his neck. And that story just kind of comes out of nowhere. And it's like, oh, I got dark. But then yeah. the second one, you know, they 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 know they can, um, they jab, they even point, grab, they poke, they poke, they throw jabs at their own film, even as it's coming out. There's literally a part where, like, you're watching the movie and it looks like the film disintegrates and then it cuts to a theater and a woman going like, oh, this movie is terrible. What's going on or something? And then they call Hulk Hogan to yell at the oh, gremlins yeah. <laughs> to put the movie back on. And Wait, at one point, they, and at one point the yeah, gremlins they, attack they a the critic. What? Yeah, they, they attack a critic who's like ripping apart the first movie. And and they also like, you know, poke fun at like, like oh, they can they can eat after midnight. Like what happens if they like cross over a time zone or, you know, you know. This stuff like that. It's pretty much 
stuff happens. The mo- a lot of stuff just happens in the movie. And stuff happens. it's fun. But Jesus, it's just all over the place. Like, they even tried to bust the, like, oh, you know, the same actress who told the story about the sad Santa Claus story. Like, someone just says, like, Abraham Lincoln. She's like, Abraham Lincoln. Oh, my God. There was one summer, and this man just said Abraham Lincoln. And then they just, like, straight up interrupt her. And they're just like, no, 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 we don't got time for that. And then they just kind of leave. Hmm. But, yeah, it's it's worth a watch. But even when it starts, like, it had, like, a almost six-minute, five, six-minute long skit of Daffy Duck trying to take away the WB logo from Bugs because he could do it better. They, like, bicker. And for a while, you're like, oh, I guess this is just, like, an animated short before the movie. But then it's like, oh, no, that's the actual movie. And then, yeah, stuff just happens because reasons. And, yeah, it, it's weird. It's just very, very weird. I, you can tell they had fun with it, but, yeah, it's, you don't. I guess you don't need to have watched the first one to get this one. It, it definitely wouldn't help explain it anymore, but, but it's definitely, I would say it's worth watching, just as a case study. And also just and, if you just need something wacky, because it's, it's literally a cartoon. And little, little did people know at the time that that Daffy Duck taking the WB logo from Bugs Bunny was one giant metaphor for, uh, what's their CEO's name? Zaslav and the industry trying to take it back from him after he wow. screwed it all up. That was a lame Could joke. That, that took too long to get to the punchline of that one. So this is why I don't write movies. But I'm sure that's, uh, that's the, the Warner thing. Brothers Discovery CEO who's like basically ruining the company. Yeah. It's. They're behind the whole Max HBO. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And selling half of their uh, film music catalog, including their own Warner Brothers jingle. The heck? Yeah, that's a new, that's one that happened in the last couple of weeks. Well, so. the movie was watched on Max, so... Yeah, honestly, Stop. Max isn't that it's bad. doing something right, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, the platform itself isn't that bad, to be fair. Literally, Do you have anything else worth watching? I mean, that's where Barry lives. Right? <laughs> uh, the Idol on HBO that's now. Where but, um, Barry lives. Yeah, that's where uh, Succession is. That's where Barry is. That's there's a lot on there. All the WB like movies. Hmm. Pretty soon, The Flash at the rate it's performing at the box office, I'm sure it'll be there in a couple weeks. In a Flash. Pretty much. No. Wait, is Spider-Verse already going to be off theaters? I was already looking at, like, I'm going to no, check it should... out this weekend, but I just can't find it anywhere. Like, huh. even in my local theater, today was the last day that it was popping up. There is a lot of stuff coming out between Mission Impossible and Barbie and Open and uh, Oppenheimer, so... I guess there just isn't enough screen real estate. Yeah, I mean, seemingly. I mean, it's been, what, a month? Is that, is that how fast movies... I mean, it felt like Mar- oh, wait, like Mario you, was still in theaters about? when... Hold on. It's still we, showing all to... over. It's still showing all over. Chinese the theater, theater in Hollywood, to. Santa Monica, Marina Del Rey, L.A., The Grove. Now those are convenient. Oh, wait. Starting Thursday, they're gone. It's there Wednesday, but not Thursday. Interesting. Yeah. Feels like this week is the last week. Yeah. Oh, well. Mission Impossible finally opened. I'm so excited to see that. I'm very excited for that too. Yeah. When are we going to watch the... the Mission Impossible movies in order? Who, have me? you not? Wait, have you not seen Mission Impossible Angel? I thought that was something we were going to do because I haven't Is seen it? any. Oh, well, well, we can. We can. Oh, I would love to. Yeah, it'd be fun. I think I've only seen whichever one three is, and that's it. 
Whichever one was directed by Iron Giant Man. That is four. That is uh, Ghost Protocol. Then I have not. Damn it. I don't know. Then I guess it was probably that one then. Whichever one has a digital mask for disguises. And there's like a red portion or something. (laughs) That is all. Oh, damn it. (laughs) That's all I remember. There's a yellow portion, the third one. Hmm. Is Bob Odenkirk in any of them? No, he is not. No? That's very random. Well, anyway, yeah, we should watch it sometime. And yeah, the new one's going to be good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we should. Well, yeah, I mean, it's all I got. It's kind of random, but. You know, those movies, if you haven't seen them, maybe check them out. I'm not being endorsed by them. How are uh, you, Kevin? I feel like you asked us how we were, and we both went on rants for yeah. like 15 minutes, and we don't even know how you are, our host. I've been fantastic. I've, I finally got my surgery for my nose, and it's been going great with the exception of the other day that we were supposed to record. I had a nosebleed that lasted about two and a half hours I had to go to the emergency room but aside from that I'm... I was gonna I was gonna curse I am dandy that's good that's good did you so what do you do when you sit and wait in an emergency room do you like watch stuff on your phone like no they took me in immediately oh well that's good okay probably because you're yeah, profusely they... bleeding <laughs> yeah it probably makes sense they took you immediately yeah yeah it took me in pretty much pretty much as soon as I got in good uh yeah, but like surgery was success. I have to constantly keep going to uh see my surgeon just for like follow ups. There's a possibility that one of my nostrils is infected uh post surgery. Uh I'll find out at some point I'm supposed to be getting a message from her. Uh but aside from that, it's great. I I uh post surgery I had like these splints in my nose. Um and then once those got removed I had the best sleep of my life in like last two years maybe wow where i slept from like 4 a.m to 2 p.m wow it was great nice was that was that just your body recovering or was it the fact that you had it was easier to breathe so you're able to get like a more i I could fire i was finally able to breathe nice nice yeah so that was that was great you know like some people at work have been like yeah you you already even sound better which i don't know I, i feel like i sound pretty much the same my sense of smells is still gone ever since COVID. Mm. Um, but aside from that, no, yeah, I'm I'm doing doing fantastic. Good. I'm glad it minus the the detour to the ER. I'm glad it all worked out. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's how I've been. But um, like we said, we've been gone for about a month, and a lot of things have happened since then. Indeed. Uh, the very the. The one that pretty much happened immediately after we recorded our last episode was the Nintendo Direct. <laughs> Literally the next day, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, let's go through that. Yeah, wasn't let's... Jason going like, like, oh, there's nothing, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, right okay. after we finished recording, I said to you guys, man, I don't know what we're going to talk about. Unless there's rumor, the rumors of a Nintendo Direct pan out, like, we got nothing. And then the next morning, like, literally 12 hours later, Nintendo's like, so, who wants a Nintendo Direct tomorrow? So they had our back. And then we proceeded to ignore it for a month. So... Well, not ignore it. You just <laughs> yeah, didn't no, have I mean, we didn't have a chance to, to chat about it to record. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we all saw it, right? I assume. Yep, saw this one. Highlights, anyone? Any games jump out? Uh, um, I would have to go back and look. But, so uh, not that uh, high, not that high of a highlight, then. I guess. No, it, no, <laughs> I thought I thought it was their best direct in years. Um, Paper, I but Paper I did, Mario. But, I just, but it's been a month, 
So right, right. Yeah, I mean, Mario RPG made me go. It's been oh, like two weeks. That's gonna but... make people happy. Oh yeah, Mario Mario RPG was awesome. Now missing its subtitle for whatever mysterious reason. Like I wonder if there's a secret eighth star, like a bonus content just in the remake. Everything or else. Here we go. But what? No, oh, I'm God, looking at an article that. Oh, you're going through a list of things. All right, so, yeah. Yeah, I feel like you know what game really I'm most excited about. Let, let, just go through it, Jason. Oh, I don't have. I actually believe it or not, don't have notes for once. Um, all right, fine. Yeah, okay. So here's my. I'm just off the cuff. Here's my thought going into it, and here's my thought coming out of it. So going into it, before we get to the individual games, those first five, six, seven minutes, and it was all rehashes of stuff we talked about last episode: Sonic, Persona, Tactics, etc. I was really worried for a minute there that like, oh god, Nintendo literally has nothing for the rest of the year, like. They got, and then very quickly, they have some gas left in the tank. Like, I, you know, there's people speculating, are we going to hear about a Switch 2 in October? And then it comes out in March the same way we did in the Wii Wear going into the Switch. I I don't think we're going to hear anything about a new Switch until next year at the earliest because they have, all things considered, a pretty big lineup for the rest of the year. Like, there are a number of games. Now, granted, some are like B tier, and they're not all like AAA, like Twilight. Or Twilight Princess, wow. Uh, Tears of the Kingdom caliber caliber games, but like we got that Detective Pikachu sequel that they've been talking about forever. We got a WarioWare. We got Super Mario Wonder. We have obviously Pikmin in a couple of weeks. Uh, Tears of the Kingdom still has its momentum. There's Pokemon DLC. There's, uh, I feel like I'm already forgetting, Super Mario RPG, of course. Like they have a pretty packed lineup, all things considered. Like they have like two games a month, except in August. So. Yeah, I, I think my biggest takeaway coming out of that wasn't even a specific game, although I'm very excited for Mario Wonder, but just kind of the fact that, you know, we, I've been, I feel like we've been talking about on the show for a while how Nintendo's very unpredictable at this point. Like, even Nintendo in their own, like, they had an investor meeting a couple weeks ago, and even in their own Q&A, they're like, yeah, we all know what, like, this is all new territory for us, like, seventh year selling this much. We don't really know what to make of it either. It seems like they're still firing on at least a lot of their cylinders, Maybe not all. There's no Metro Prime 4. There's nothing, you know, Mario Odyssey 2. But, like, there's a lot of cool stuff coming out. Um, and I think of that stuff, the one I'm most excited about is is uh, Super Mario Brothers Wonder. As much of a mouthful of a name as that is. Uh, what do you guys think of that one? Mario Wonder. No, I'm pretty excited about that one. I mean, obviously, the art style is what stood out the most. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, just... It just looks like, oh, look, they're putting a lot more extra care into, I guess, like animated flourishes. It almost feels like they saw, you know, Rayman Legends and a bunch of things from like the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And just like, you know what? We could make the, the jumps a little more fun or even just going into the pipes. Because for lack of a better term, they kept it very vanilla. Like it just worked. They just like, oh, no, Mario is this perfect being that we can't add personality to him. I don't know. This is as much as I enjoyed Mario U, Mario Wii, New Super Mario Bros. Two. I guess all those New Super Mario Bros. games, like they were definitely not exciting in the visual department. They just serviceable. Like yeah, uh, I, I agree. I don't know, like a Triscuit. I th- hey, Triscuits are good. Have you ever had the um, olive oil and black pepper Triscuit? Super good. I don't think I've ever had a Triscuit, so I don't even know why. So I would say the Mario, the new Super Mario Brothers series is like Triscuit. And then Mario Wonder is like they discovered they could do flavors of Triscuit. Because if you you look at Mario Wonder, like if you like 
just watch the trailer, you can see the, like, skeleton or the foundation or the bones of it still being the engine, I think, that's running, like, the new Super Mario Brothers series. Like, it's kind it of... Like it. They definitely carried over there, the right? shake right. the Wiimote for, like, the mini jump. Like yeah, and even just, like, like structurally, it feels like, yeah, like, the world map's different and stuff, and they divide the lands differently, but, like, it kind of looks like they threw just some really nice paint over an existing... Um, foundation but what i what to your point what i think is really cool is it's not just like they learn from rayman legends or they learn from uh oh what's the disney one that's about to come out island of illusion which also has a lot of personality as a co-op side scroller um but i feel like they learn from themselves in a way because i feel like with mario new suit mario brothers series for or really for 2d mario in general when they introduced new suit mario brothers and they just kind of riffed on it they were like all right Mario's in 3D. That's the gimmick. It's 2D Mario, but you're doing it in polygons now. So we can just riff on that. And you know what? Maybe we'll make the backgrounds a little prettier. So, like, Mario U had, like, the Starry Night background on one stage. It's like, ooh, okay. And that's it. And the rest is just, you say vanilla. I would almost say sterile in a way. But, which word? Well, you said ooh. What? Oh, the ooh. <laughs> ooh. Ooh. <laughs> and I did say, so, when so I saw seductive. that first Starry Night like in the trailer when they first announced the Wii U, I really did go, ooh, like it was really cool. But um, I feel like the rest of Nintendo, while Mario stayed like kind of sterile and like, look, it's Mario, but it's polygonal. Isn't that great? The rest of Nintendo had a lot of this personality they're now like circling back to Mario with. Because like if you look at like the detail, attention detail, like Splatoon or like Zelda or, or really anything they put out, Pikmin, anything they put out, there's all these little things that now that they have like a powerful-ish system with the Switch and they're full HD. Mario Kart's a really great example of this. Like, they have all these little, like, things that are just, like, personality of the game that they couldn't do because they just didn't have the power to do it. And obviously Nintendo's not making, like, PS5 games, but they were able to harness this extra power to do, like, you know, the stuff that, like, Mario Kart where it feels like it's kind of like these characters are alive and whatnot. But then the new Super Mario Bros. series just stays sterile as every other game Nintendo puts out had all this personality bursting out of it, all these tiny little animations and little nods to things and like you know all these little things that you can't really do with graphic fidelity at that level so it's nice that finally nintendo's kind of taking that mindset they put on every other game of theirs and are circling back around and bringing it to like their flagship franchise i mean even mario odyssey the 3d marios have that personality the 2d ones never did so it's cool to see it kind of come full circle and now they're sort of ca- i guess catching it up in a way to the sort of, the sort of quality of charisma that the rest of their games have so that that alone was very exciting to me it was just seeing you know like he grabs his hat when they had different animations when they land their jump when they dodge someone when they you know when they run when they like it's all it's so many different little things in their facial expressions like it reminds me of when wind waker one of the big things i don't know if you guys remember before wind waker came out is like miyamoto would get on stage and be like yeah like link will follow his enemies with his eyes or like you know he'll react to things with like facial expressions and it will really seem like he's like this living breathing character and Nintendo's really taking that further and further and further and further with every game except the 2D Mario. So it's it's really cool that it's, it's come back around. That That's something that immediately jumped out at me about it. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's all I got on that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I think the thing it might be missing is online play. But if it has online play, online co-op, we should all get together and play it. I mean, that would be cool, life, but this is one of those games. I mean, I guess it's the reason I can't play it twice, but... I mean, Mario 2D is one of the games I play locally with my brother. So at least, at least this one I can do that with. Pikmin 4, which was also announced during, or at least I, you know, we got more details on the customizability of the 
the characters can be Captains. customized, and they explained uh, a word they call Daft Daft Delphi battles, which are like the new two-player competitive mode. Yeah, which is yeah. kind of like where the red flag started to kick in. It's like, hmm, they're not mentioning co-op, which is all I really cared about. And then they later revealed, I guess it was a little after the, the direct, but I'll just throw it in here. But they released a video like not too long ago where they showed off like, oh, look, there's co-op, but player two is not just like a reticle shooting stuff. So they basically like, you know, like the other Mario games where you can play as Bowser Jr. or the Mario Odyssey. Or, yeah. Yeah. And now it's just a head-to-head multiplayer thing. And it's a shame because Pikmin 2, which, you know, didn't have a gamepad, didn't have as much power as Switch. I mean, I'm sure there's other reasons why they did it, but I'm sure it's going to be a really, really fun game in single player. I hope it is. Because my brother and I, yeah, like, we basically fell in love with Pikmin 2 even more because we we had the co-op missions and then Pikmin 3, like, you know, the actual main campaign was fully co-op and it had submissions so it's almost like oh look we're like advancing and then now it's like nope take that all away so i went from really looking forward to pikmin 2 to i wouldn't say not caring i still want to play it but it oh it just went really down in priority it went from a game i was gonna buy day one to a i'll get it when i get it so at this point who knows when that will be i haven't even bought in tears of the kingdom so yeah, and that, and that's funny because like I feel like, like I knew I like Pikmin, right? And then I I downloaded the demo because I wanted if you so for those eight of you who like me play Pikmin Bloom, uh, if you play the demo and beat the demo, you get a little Ochi that you can ride, like a little Ochi costume for Pikmin Bloom. You can ride around on a little Ochi in Pikmin Bloom. It's really fun to say Ochi, Ochi. Um, but yeah, so I played the demo, which is actually just the first couple bits of the game. It's like two hours long, and I was like really into it like i liked pikmin 3 and i really like pikmin 2's multiplayer actually the competitive mode i'm a funny foil for you i guess but um yeah like i don't know the the, the OG yeah you're literally the person they appealed it to which yeah yeah oh to me. well i'm i'm happy but i'm no, happy like the, for you the, the, I'm, I'm very happy you. for you I, thank you I, I, yeah I, but like the lower whatever camera makes it angle, more games, the ochi stuff where you could kind of like hop on and he's like an extra like tool set for you like it, it was i had a really good time with the demo so um, looking forward to playing it on Barbieheimer Day. Bar- Barbieheimer Day, Pikmin, Barbie, and, Op- and Oppenheimer all on the same day. So, oh, actually, I'll be at Comic Con. I'm not even gonna play it that day. Never mind. <laughs> I'll play it after. But yeah, um, but yeah, I do get your com- your concern. Yeah, the case. Yeah, they, there's always re- a game that comes out when you're at Comic Con. There's always a game that comes out when I travel. Now it's very strange. It's like consistently, anytime I'm going somewhere, they release a game on that Friday. The last three major releases have had that. Pokemon, Scarlet Violet, Tears of the Kingdom, Pikmin. I don't know what I did to anger Nintendo in such a way. but I mean, technically Splatoon 3 at one point. Yeah. Well, no, I, I was around for Splatoon 3, I think. Oh, no, you I wasn't. Com- you're right. You were at Comic-Con. Were... Oh, that's Splatoon 2. Yeah. Oh, you're right. It was Splatoon 2. No. Yeah. 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 Right. But, um... Yeah, but no, Pikmin, I get what you mean, though. They have definitely sort of pivoted it. But they're also pouring so much. I mean, maybe there's hope for you in two ways. Because, one, if you really want to play Pikmin 2 as a style game, you can literally go back and play Pikmin 2. They ported it to Switch, they, like Shadow Drop, Metroid Prime style. Which is cool. I do love the fact that they both got announced for the Switch. But the problem with that is, is that my brother and I 100% at Pikmin 2. And but it's did you really 100% hard. it with gyros? No. You 100%ed it with joysticks. 
No, and the thing about the gyro is that that good. I know. (laughs) I I just don't like it. Like, I tried the Pikmin three demo before Pikmin three came out on the Switch, and Pikmin three I thought had like the perfect controls. Like it was fully optimized. I thought the use of the gamepad was amazing. The pointer with the infrared sensor was, you know, it's one to one. Like it literally can't get any better than that. And I just got, I don't know, maybe maybe it's like a getting older thing, but I just couldn't be bothered with the game after like the fourth or fifth time that I had to recalibrate it. Mm. I'm just like, this is just not fun anymore. Like, I, That's I, fair. like I did, yeah. like I didn't have to do this. And you know, I also 100 percent of Pikmin three, so it was like, why even bother at that point? Like, I w- I would. I would essentially, I'd probably just try to get used to controller controls again. At least so I don't have to deal with any kind of like hold the down button to make the pointer point at the right spot. It was the same thing with Metroid Prime. Like, I thought pointer functionality was perfect for it, but then the remaster just didn't quite get it right. So I gave up on it and I just went to normal controls, which were okay. But, you know, I'm almost done with the game, but I'm definitely taking. My sweet, 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 sweet time with it. And and for what's worth, um, when I played the Pikmin 4 demo, the gyro, like, I didn't use it at all. I was playing in handheld. So, like, it's not like you need it, even if you do decide to go back. Yeah, and I mean, the first two games didn't use it, and the second was our favorite. So, clearly it works. We just know it could be better. And it just, that's the weird thing about Pikmin. Like, it feels like it took a bunch of steps forward and then, like, a bunch of steps back. But maybe... I guess also some other steps forward in different aspects because, well, you know, yeah, I don't think clearly improving some other things, I don't so. think it steps back. I think it's moved. Like, so I had this problem with... Um, I mean, controls are definitely a step back. That, I don't think and the lack cool. of a gamepad. That was one of the games that really used the yeah, gamepad. Yeah, like, I, I don't really think there's well. a way yeah. to not say, like, it just... But and then, to, your, to your point about, Club like, campaign, you know, that could just be debated because, you know, I haven't played yeah. the game, so, yeah. And I think that actually you hit the nail on the head with a, a different game I wanted to touch on, um, WarioWare, Move It. Right. So I love WarioWare, like love, 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 love WarioWare. And in the way that get together, the first Switch WarioWare was kind of like a sequel to WarioWare Smooth Moves and that like introduced different like WarioWare Smooth Moves, like the one WarioWare where there's like entirely different ways to play. Like it's all motion, but sometimes you have to hold the controller this way. Sometimes you do that. Sometimes you do different things. Like it's not the same, you know, like WarioWare Shake It, you're always tilting or shaking warrior where touch it you're always touching or rubbing like but smooth moves had like 12 different ways you can use motion and get it together did that with characters so that's kind of how it was one sequel but what move it seems to be is the most literal sequel of smooth moves where instead of one wii remote you have two joy cons and then everything involved in the game is just what you can do contorting your body now with two things in your hand instead of one thing in your hand which is great but the problem i'm having or realizing is in the same way that, you know, you were, I feel, I feel like Angel looking for a specific experience that you had before with a specific franchise that you want to be able to have again. WarioWare Smooth Moves was freshman year of college for us. And I've had this happen already with Smash, and I've had this happen already with Wii, with uh, Switch Sports to, I mean, Wii Sports to Switch Sports. You can't capture that moment in time. If you experience WarioWare Smooth Moves in college and you did like the 12 person party mode and you had everyone come to your dorm and everyone's hanging out and it's this crazy new type of control because it's motion control and you play a couple rounds of Wii Tennis and then you hop into WarioWare and just go crazy and just get wacky with it. I, at this point in my life, am not going to recapture that moment. And it's not necessarily a fault of Nintendo. Like in your case, they took away co-op as you knew it. So you can't recapture what Pikmin 2 was for you and Elvis. 
for me, I can't recapture that multiplayer mode because I'm not going to have a situation where regularly, like, a bunch of people can come over and we all, like, flail our bodies in a weird way and have a good time. Weird quote. to Weird pull quote for this episode. But no, um, my point is, like, as cool as it is to have move it, as much as Nintendo's going in a direction that looks fun, even if it's not going to be what I had with smooth moves. And I can make the argument to your point about, like, co-op versus not. Smooth moves was really cool because you could have 12 people playing multiplayer. Move it maxes out at four. So already you have like a downsized version of it, which I could maybe better see what you're saying about Pikmin through this lens. But um, yeah, like there's just something, there's sometimes it's just like that intersection of the right time in your life with the right exact like ethos behind a game's development or design. And they just intersect just right where it's perfect. And then you might want from the sequel to have that moment back but you in my case it's more my life that's holding it up in your case it's more co-op just not being a focus anymore but it's interesting how like even a franchise you can love dearly you can have that in the same way they could get the lightning in the ball you could also have like two ships just passing the night never like seeing each other like just going like you, you know what i mean like it's it's move it as excited as i was when it was announced it's kind of like, oh but i'm never gonna get to recapture that smooth moves experience but with two controllers like gameplay wise sure but the experience not so much so that was kind of a weird moment for me after the direct, but it maybe helps me better understand what you're saying with Pikmin a little. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But um, I'm still, of course, going to buy it. Still going to buy it. What was that? Double T's. Double T's? Yeah, you said but. Oh, huh. yeah, no, single, single T. I don't just shout out but. But but yeah, no, I'll still yeah. probably buy it. Um There was one thing I noticed in the direct that I did want to point out, actually. Um did you guys notice how quickly that direct turned into just like Nintendo sort of cleverly leveraging the fact that they have these major movies now? Like there was a whole block no. of the direct where it was just like Remember Detective Pikachu from that movie Detective Pikachu? Well check it out. Here he is in a new game, Detective Pikachu returns. Remember Princess Peach from that movie Mario that you really liked? Well, check it out. She's starring in her first game since the DS. Remember Luigi from the Mario movie? Well, check it out. He has a Luigi's uh, Mansion remaster. Hey, you know Mario and Bowser and the rest of the gang you love from that movie? Well, they're all in an RPG together, guys. And they put those all back to back to back to back. And I I, I don't think they're... I, I tweeted something to this effect. I don't think they're ever going to admit that this was them going like our major multi... Uh, faceted franchises that you know from other mediums are now all together in new games but that kind of felt like the way they like bundled them together kind of felt like it was them sort of going in a little bit of a loop back to the games from the movies that were based on the games if that makes sense um i thought that was very interesting that they packaged them all up in like one little row like that uh and that's probably how they're able to keep the switch afloat even as they you know because i was saying before there's no like major triple a stuff on the level of like tears of the king like maybe mario wonders on the production values could be up there but it's not metro prime Four. it's not like stuff really pushing pushing the boundaries of the switch and it's like well maybe they don't need it at this point because at this point they could do the the mass appeal big broad swipes of ips like you know detective pikachu did make 400 million bucks so here's a game starring that guy princess peach ended up being a really cool character that a lot of people were like not expecting her to be in the mario movie compared to what she is in the games hey, let's give her agency in her own game again, but maybe not make it based on emotions. It looks to be based on, like, stagecraft or something this time. Uh, Luigi being a scaredy cat was, like, a main point of the Mario movie. 
here he is being the scary cat in a remake of a game where all he does is be a scary cat. So like it 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 definitely felt like they were kind of lining things up in a way, even if they weren't outright basing them on the movies. So, yeah, there, right. that was missing. Like we're porting Bowser's Inside Story to the Switch, and then whichever company yeah. did it would go bankrupt. And yeah. Oh, Alpha Dream. Yeah, yeah. Also, did anyone else? This stuck with me for a month. Did anyone else find it weird that when they showed the trailer for Detective Pikachu Returns, like the detect, you know, he's back, and it's like, so is Tim, and his iconic red hoodie, and I was like, what iconic red hoodie? It's iconic. Is Tim's hoodie what are you iconic? About? It's, of course, it's iconic. Yeah. Is it? He doesn't even wear it yeah. in the movie, does he? Is it? It's not Ash's hat. It's not Ash's no, vest. No, Tim from the game, not Tim from the yeah, movie. Yeah, no, either. I know. But what was so iconic about it? He was just wearing the a red The fact that hoodie. it was red. It looked cool. You have to, like, I guess you have to be there. I you have play, to play it. I did play it. I don't understand what to was... To beat the whole game. Does it become relevant to the plot in the game? His iconic red hoodie? not only relevant, but like you end up wanting to buy your own red hoodie. Okay, I can't tell if you're being facetious or serious anymore. <laughs> I feel like you're being so facetious. So so you, like, to go to anyone that has actually beat in the game, and they'll tell you like, "I'm going to type, oh, type Tim Goodman in Twitter or in Twitter." And uh, you're Google. probably going to get just a bunch of lists for red hoodies. Yeah, that's what we're going to see. The first picture is him in a red hoodie. There you go, iconic. But I'm going to go to his Bulbapedia page. Yeah. Nowhere do they point out the he's red, the hooded red hooded man. Nope. nope. The red hooded the man. The red hooded man. But yeah, I just thought maybe it's like they didn't have a tagline for Tim because like Detective Pikachu, like you could think of a million, but like Tim is just a guy. So maybe they, that's all they could come up with. Like, I don't know. It just I just thought it was so funny how they're like Tim and his iconic red hoodie. Like, oh, OK, but that feels like a weird note. They're to trying end, like, their Nintendo best, Jason. No need to be so hard on them. I'm just teasing. It's just making fun, poking fun. I mean, I guess since we're basically trying to make something. Oh, nothing. Fun for, yeah. For children, and I'm mocking them. Just trying to be all inclusive for people who love red hoodies. I'm seeing here, like, oh, red hoodies. Yeah. I'm really the worst. All right. Guess I'm on the last now. Uh, any of the marker tracks get you excited? Or you're like, eh? I'm very excited that they're doing a new one. Uh, I mean, granted, it's new in the sense it will be in tour shortly thereafter or at the same time. But um, the Squeaky Queen, whatever it's called, Squeaky Queen Speedway or something. Um, yeah. Yeah. I like how it's kind of a, a bathtub bathroom version of some of the other miniature, like the the playroom track they've had in the past. Like I thought that was a really fun concept, so it's cool that they're kind of expanding it further. Um, yeah, that's definitely one of the cooler tracks, both that one and this uh, squeaky clean highway or whatever. That's what I'm talking. Oh that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Funny that that one and the other water based one, Koopa Cape, are the ones I'm most excited for. Everything else looks neat. I am kind I of there excited. Are any of my favorite ones. I'm excited for the LA one because they actually put like the South Bay where I used to live, like in it. Like you could see the Manhattan Beach Pier in the track. So it's kind of cool. Do you drive by the Arts District? I don't think so. Wow. Yeah. Wow. They think I can drive up to Worth Couch and get a Frank and then go by. uh, I feel like I have to translate this. And get a drink. And I could translate to, some of this for non-Angelinos. And uh, what else is there? Uh, swing by Little salt Tokyo and, straw for and some ice Taco. Cream. Oh, yeah, Salt Straw. Pieology? Yeah, that somewhere thing? over there. So real quick, if anyone didn't know what Worst Cooch is, and that is a Skid sausage Row? place. Is that by there? Skid Row definitely did not make the cut for the Mario Kart track. Huh. I'm sad to say, happy to say. <laughs> but... Um, 
But yeah, I, I think I think um, Squeaky Clean is the one I'm most excited for. It's out in like a day or two as well as of this recording, so that's fun. Yeah, which means we only have one more left. Actually, it comes out on a Wednesday, and Wiggler is a playable Uh-oh. character. So Uh-oh. it's Wiggler Wednesday. Never forget. Wiggler Never Wednesday. Forget. For real. It's happening. Yeah. I wonder how many people are going to bring that tweet up. I, yeah, I don't know. Or yeah, how many people are going to thread about it? Or both, like, yeah. Cross post. Um, yeah, I'm sure there's already jokes made about it. Well, that is the way the cookie crumbles. But yeah, I'm excited for it. But I'm mainly just waiting for the last one. I just want to see either Warrior Coliseum or Rainbow Road return. The Wii version. We're we're going to hit a point very quickly because we only have like eight tracks left where there's going to be a lot of disappointed people when they don't get the tracks they want. I'm yeah, I'm, you know, like we're gonna hit the, that point. Very the tour soon. tracks are cool, but I'm honestly still kind of a little salty that they were included at all, and not just give us literally every console. Well, this like, this literally have. wouldn't have existed on the tour. Every track they're care, giving though. us. <laughs> every the only it's reason we have opinion. any of this is they're the no no I know I'm just saying the only reason we have any of this is because they poured it over the tour track. Yeah, tour I know, I know, yeah, so. I know, yeah. But, but yeah, like honestly, the, the track I probably wanted the most of all is the the airship fortress from the DS because that one mm, felt that's a good one, very yeah. inspired and very different. And I don't know if that one's in tour, which probably means it's not gonna come here. But, was my mm weird just now? I feel like I was like, mm, delicious to, to you saying the airship track. Like, maybe I just got self-conscious about my mm, but... Um, you're like, that... Hmm. The way I said mm was really weird. Maybe you were tasting Airship Fortress and you were like, ah, the fumes yes, of the like ship's a... exhaust, yeah. But, yeah, no, I think there's gonna be... I kind of like the tour tracks. I mean, we, we'll probably talk... We talked about when it first came out. I'm sure I'll mention it again when I have impressions of the tracks, I guess, next episode. But I, I like that the tour tracks are actually structured differently. If I want to go to New York, I'll go to New York. I don't need it in my Mario game. No, I mean, I get that. But I, I don't even mean the themes. I just mean, like, the way get that they... Get Vancouver so, out of here. And so, <laughs> the way that they, like, Sydney. do the track structure, I thought was kind of cool. I so mean, it's a little... Of course, yeah, because you have a bias. You love Japan. But, um... Like, it's a little weird and convoluted, the track design, but also it's just so different from everything else in Mario Kart that it was kind of, like, refreshing to have this whole new type of track that now has a bunch of variations. Like, the ones where it's, like, the same course, but crisscrosses, and each lap is different, but it's not a straight line like Mount, like Mount Wario. Oh, no, like, yeah. They're, they're, yeah. They, it's they, they structurally something to the table. It's cool. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm cool with that. Yeah. But that might be... Is that it for the Direct? I feel like it was so long ago. Kevin, did you think of any highlights from a month ago that oh jumped out to you? Uh, I mean, Super Mario Wonder obviously looks fantastic. I'm yeah. so glad that they finally got away from the new aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but aside from that, uh, I mean, Super Mario RPG is pretty hype as well. Um, trying to think, what else? What else got me hyped up? Was it just the pacing? Overall, I thought. I, Overall, I thought it was a pretty good direct. Yeah, because you're saying it's the best in years. So was it really the pacing for you? Get you going? <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry to say that again. Any of the farming or like agriculture simulators? There were at least like a couple. There are two. 
Fay Farm and uh, something else that was kind of like an Animal Crossing meets Disney Dreamland Valley hybrid. One of them must have got you going. Ooh, I don't know. I'd, I'd have to. I'd have to like rewatch it. Obviously, it's been forever. The fact it wasn't a hard no surprises me. I didn't know you were a farmer game, a farming game type. Wait, I'm sorry. Say that again. I was saying the fact you didn't give a hard no to Angel saying today the farming Sims catch your attention surprises me. I I want to get I exactly want to try like a farming sim. Mm. Like I don't know which one it would be, but Harvest Moon sixty four is a solid one. I don't know how you'll play it on the Switch. I don't even think it's on anything on Switch, but that's the one I got super into when I was younger. It's very bare bones yeah. compared to some of the stuff now. Like Fate Farm looks way more advanced, but um, mm-hmm. and obviously. Um, Story of Seasons is like next level by comparison, but there's something in the simplicity of Harvest Moon 64 that really it's nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I will, one, one day I'll, I'll try a, 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 a farming game. You'll get super invested in the uh, relationship building side where you have to woo your wife. I usually am. I usually am, like especially like like Persona games and stuff like that, where oh yeah, you yeah. pursue relationships. This does not Those surprise me in the least bit. Yeah, no, I would, I would one hundred percent believe you would be. Yeah. Whoa, what is that supposed to mean? <laughs> just because, like, I don't know. It just okay. felt like his lane. Like, I don't know. I believe it. Not a knock okay, against. Mr. No, not a knock I against. Have a fiance. No, 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 not like that. I mean, like just like because no, that's like the only way it could mean, honestly. No, especially, not at all. Because from you. No, I mean, because like he likes like stuff in anime that's not. He likes his action, but he also seems to like the stuff that's more about relationships and things like that. So it just felt like a natural extension of that to me. I don't know persona, as he even mentioned with its relationship stuff. Like it just felt like a natural extension. It was not a diss about your personal life at all. Uh huh. Sure. <laughs> I swear. I should be sincere. I am shocked. Yeah, he just came out and said it like that. But anyway, I digress. Yeah. Uh, what else happened? Oh, Angel, you went to Anime Expo. Dude, my only con- the only convention I'm going to this year because Ooh. I'm just tired. Ooh, that so instead not going of going to Comic Con. Thankfully, I am a little bummed that I won't be there to get the Time Withered alarm clock and the dual disc wristwatch in person, but. I'm sure it will be obtained. But, I mean, I'll be in Cancun during that time. I, so I'll be Whoa. taking a different kind of vacation. Like, literally during the exact same day that I would have normally been going to Anime Expo. So, right. it, it's, it's kind like, of worked out that way. It's like how I didn't go to Anime Expo because I was in Hawaii. Now you're flipping it on me at Comic-Con. Yeah. But yeah. my badge will be going to get you some, one of our friends. From the group that normally goes to Comic Con, who wasn't going to, is now going to take my Saturday badge. So, presumably, they'll be there on Saturday. Honestly, you're missing. If you had to pick a year to miss, writer strike, Screen Actor Guild strike, very likely. A lot of studios backed out this year. Like in terms of like the big like pizzazz of Comic Con, like it's a little lighter fare this year, and it might get lighter still if the SAG strike. I mean, happens, even so. if Nintendo was there, the last time we went, they were basically like. Ah, but they had Lego kids. Bowser. They had Lego Bowser. The Lego Bowser was cool. That was like the the nice big. That was a nice send off. But the ballroom a, though had just been getting worse and worse every year. Essentially, yeah. They don't even have a booth this year on the show floor. Yeah, there you go. So, 
But Anime Expo, though, um, it was fun. It definitely not as bad as the internet made it seem to be. It looked uh, bad. I didn't see yeah. anything. What what hap- What supposedly was so bad? And then what was the reality? Lines on lines on lines on oh, lines. So, People so normal. not knowing. People, like, standing in lines that led to absolutely nowhere. Oh, jeez. I once stood in a, what was it, Angel? Four-hour line just to get in the door? Yeah, it's over. It's a mile and a half long. This is yeah, a year for what? What for anime? anime Expo? Yeah. Oh, gotcha. And they took us down wow. the street, under the freeway, and into like kind of over near like the Bank California or BMO Stadium area, sort of. No, that's that's way too far. It absolutely would not. I have mean, been we were on, we were under a sign pointing you in that direction, but I guess yeah, we weren't actually there. There, yeah. No. Yeah, that... That... That was BMO is year. so is like miles away from right. Yeah, no, that's fair. It was it was definitely though a mile. I I looked on map. It was a mile and a half from the convention center, the end of the line. Yeah, I think gotcha. that was the first year that Eventbrite took over that that happened. Um, this year I think it's the second year that another company took over. I forgot X. Uh, what are they called? They have been, they do other events too that I am blanking out on, but. What is AXS. AXS. Oh, oh, that's just oh, the ticketing Access. system. That's not necessarily the product. AXS, uh, yeah, they own the convention center. Yeah, but I mean. The, a- people... AG owns Access. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, and AG owns, I think is now a majority owner in the like, convention center. And but let me while put we're talking to AG. Way. The Microsoft Theater, which was formerly the Nokia Theater, as of today, is now the Peacock Theater. So the Game Awards will be held at the Peacock Theater starting in December. I'll give it that there were like a lot of weird things, like especially the first day. The first day definitely wasn't that great. But the thing is, like, it wasn't that great for the general public. It was perfectly fine for myself and my friends that went. Because I feel like if you were paying any amount of attention... There, and nothing was really that big of a deal. Like, the lines are the same as they were in any convention. It could have just been that. I mean, they were fully sold out. So you probably had a lot of first-time comers. And I know we had I'm a sorry? lot of friends that, that came to the first that came for the first time to Anime Expo. First-time letters? Arrivers? Uh, Did you say uh, newcomers, but he said first-time comers. Okay, yeah. I yep. thought I heard that. Yep. <laughs> and, um... Yeah, so the first day, there was definitely some, except from we witnessed, like, they, the people, I guess, they're, like, trying to direct traffic were definitely, like, sending people in weird direct. Well, not that they were sending people in weird directions, it's that they decided that some entrances and some exits were going to be one way. So some people didn't realize it was a one way until they already reached the end of a hallway, but then you just kind of turn around and just go the other way. So there now, were more, there like, be someone at the start of the hallway being like, you can't come this way? Yeah, so there were like like there were more annoyances than anything, but like nothing that I would say made it horrible. And most of those things were resolved by like the after the first day. So the first day, yeah, was like it took a while to get into the parking lot. You could tell they were like figuring things out because apparently they have to figure things out every single year. Like it's the first time they're doing the con- the convention. That I don't but understand. After, <laughs> They've been doing it for but a after, decade. But after that, like yeah, the second day. And the third and the fourth, like getting into the parking lot was super easy. Every single time we were able to get into the exhibit hall basically right when it opened with like no issues whatsoever. 
like anything, everyone, any, anywhere we wanted to go, like get into the Evangelion line, even though things filled out pretty quickly, we still managed to get what we wanted. Like getting into the panels we wanted, including one for Yoshiki, that popular Japanese artist. Like we stayed in Petri Hall because the panel before that was um, the artist for the Final Fantasy, well, for Final Fantasy and just a bunch of other things. Um, so we just like watched his panel and then stayed for Yoshiki's after, which is pretty cool. We got a selfie with him. And yeah, after that, we just, you know, played some Smash Bros. at the entertainment hall. We pretty much got to see everything. But... Wait, wait, wait. When you say everything, did you see Shaq DJ? I thought everything I wanted to see. How could you not want to see a giant man of a basketball player, Shaq? He didn't even come out of Space Jam. Why would I care about Shaq? He's an L.A. icon. And obviously when you think M.A., you think Los Angeles. (laughs) I don't know what it was doing there, but anyway, carry on. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I I know Shaq exists. That's pretty much as far as my knowledge goes. He's a big guy. Um, Tall guy. He's very, but, yeah, I've seen him in person. He's very tall, yeah. Yeah, that being said, though, didn't buy a ton this year, but what I did buy were many things that I wanted. Like something, like there was like a a lap cushion, an Evangelion branded lap cushion that I saw in Japan that I didn't have room for in the in the carry-on, so I was happy to find it here in Anime Expo. As well as, you know, some Dashboard figures, some. Oh, and the Bowser backpack, the one that I wanted to get at Universal, I think it was like 100 bucks there, and then the next time I went, it was sold out, and they had the official one there as well for 20 bucks less for some reason. So, somehow, there were better deals there as well. And Art of was nice. We only, like, briefly went in there, and, yeah, everything else was nice and chill. Nothing too crazy. Um, I mean, it's become kind of like a staple to go to the beer garden during anime expo it's like we started doing that beginning with last year except this time the beer garden um you know like last year had like a long line so we decided to go to this other thing that they call the ichiban market which had no line many more tables and still served alcohol so and the music was also more on the low-key lo-fi vibe so we were able to hear each other whereas when we did go to the beer garden on the first day it's like, you know, it was the middle of the day and they were playing music like you were at the peak of, like, the dance night. I don't know. It was too intense for what people were doing at the beer garden in the middle I, of the day uh, when it was, like, super freaking hot. I, but, I really like your wording there. The peak of the dance night. Next time <laughs> I'm out late, I'm going to be like, guys, are you having a good time at the peak of the dance night? <laughs> I don't know what that is. Like a it's, it's, 10 no, it's PM? just I, I, I'm not even mock. I love that wording. That's I, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like when people say that I'm still young, but somewhere past that, but not quite. I'm gonna call it a night. Right in the right. middle. Right. The peak like, of that yeah. night. Of the dance night. Yeah. 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 The peak of the dance night. But um. But yeah, overall, definitely a great anime expo. At least in my opinion, you know the. My experience there I thought was great, especially compared to last year. So definitely looking forward to next year. Um, Probably just going to stick to the same schedule that I did because we left early, got there before a lot of the people did. And I don't know, I guess because maybe we're not 
looking for very specific exclusives or have a ton of panels that we need to go to. Maybe that's why our experience was so much more pleasant than the average person's, but yeah, it was it was fine. It just feels like the internet blew it out of proportion. Or maybe those people just had animes before that first day and that's it, which honestly, that would really suck if the first day is the only day you get to go to because the first day is always typically pretty terrible. So if you're ever in LA and want to go to Anime Expo, which I would recommend, I would recommend um, day three or day four because by then the crowds are way more manageable and you'll definitely be able to see everything. So probably day three of anything. Day two if you have to do a earlier one. But yeah. Yeah, it's pretty much it for Anime Expo. A lot of anime. Nice. I haven't been to Anime Expo in, man, I think 2016 was the last one that I went to. It Damn, was the so year that, it was in the year... year. What's up? Was that, in a... was that the year he was there? Inafuna? Like it, I think Inafuna? it was the year before, wait, was that Inafuna year? I went with Jason to that, uh. Mighty number no. nine panel. Yeah, that'd, that'd, be Inifu- that'd be an infinite year. Yeah. But was the when did Mighty Number no. Nine come out? Twenty Did you know the when DS version Dragon still Ball isn't Super? released and is still coming soon? For that game? No, that's not that's not <laughs> even close to ever happening. I know. I they don't even produce DS cartridges or run the DS eShop anymore, but they never officially canceled it. But no, 2016 sounds about right. Yeah, I think the game They don't have to out. officially cancel it for, for it to I just know. never come out. I know, yeah, but I think uh, I think it's my, let me see, my number nine. He was there in 2016. Um, yeah. Yeah, I wanted to, I backed that game. I was really close to backing it. I backed it. It came out in 2016, yeah. Yeah. Because I remember also standing in line to for maybe about an hour for like a Dragon Ball panel, where they're going to show like a clip of the upcoming Dragon Ball Super movie, or maybe it was the upcoming just Dragon Ball Super anime, and it was delayed by like forty five minutes, and the panel lasted for only fifteen minutes. It was supposed to be an hour panel, and they just went on for fifteen minutes, and they showed a trailer for like. Dragon Ball Z, whatever the fighting game at the time uh, was getting released. It wasn't Fighters. It wasn't the Arc System Works game. It was one of those uh, 3D brawlers that was it called, just like, absolutely can't stand. I feel like I'm going to say gibberish. I don't want to get this right. Was it like Bodokai or something like that? Some of the B. Bodokai Tenkaichi is the like fan favorite series, which is a, a 3D arena brawler. Okay, and yeah, I so can't I wasn't stand too, those games. I wasn't too far no, removed it, it, in my thought. Okay. No, yeah, yeah. You're, but yeah. like I, I cannot stand those Dragon Ball games and those everybody goes crazy for them. They actually just announced um Budokai Tenkaichi four, which Budokai Tenkaichi three was released on the PS two. Yeah, it looks like the last um, release was an H D collection in twenty twelve prior to the announcement of four. Yeah. And a lot of people were really disappointed that there was no Budokai Tenkaichi 4 trailer this uh, Anime Expo. Mm. Yeah. But, um, like, continuing on this anime, this anime track, uh, I want to quickly talk about Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2. Um, 
the first episode premiered, I think, last Thursday. And last year, when we were still Quarantine Chronicles? No, I think or we were, were we random Last Nintendo? year, we were random or Nintendo by that point, yeah. Really? Random we've Nintendo. Been for we've been doing... We've been, we've we've been, been doing, doing this doing, since 2020. Yeah, we've been doing this for three years. Random or Nintendo? Random or Nintendo no, no. turns one now. Like, no, he, we he missed misspoke. the anniversary. He, he may, he, no, no, no. You, you misspoke, Jason, because you said randomer Nintendo. Oh, I combined them. Yeah, so randomer yeah. Nintendo turned one in the time since our last episode, and being the great people we are to celebrate our anniversary, we proceed to not record an episode. Wait, really? Uh, We've been doing this yeah. for a year? Like July 3rd or 4th or 5th or something, we wow. switched over. Um, and then random Nintendo was about a year and a half before that, and then quarantine was from 2020 up to this Wait, when did we do random Nintendo? I don't remember that phase. Uh, like a year and a half after quarantine chronicles, and before we switched to this. Wow, look at that! You want a date? I'll get you a date while Kevin's telling us about the anime he watched. If you want. Yeah, yeah. sure. Just uh, the universal, just yeah, people. The universal people. What? When I was at Universal. Studios Japan, there was a Jujutsu Kaisen thing going on. Oh, that's right. That that looks super super cool. Um, Should I just but yeah, about but the date when I find it. Sure. Like obnoxiously, just yell it out. Whenever, whenever we were random Not Nintendo okay. or Quarantine Chronicles, I think I actually I think we were Quarantine Chronicles back back in the day. Uh, I talked about the first season of Jujutsu Kaisen, which I thought was just okay. June twenty twenty one. Sorry. <laughs> That's when we switched. When did so I we, watch? We were a year of quarantine, two a year of non, and then a year of um, randomer, all almost to the same month. Gotcha. I think Jesus Guys in season one came out in twenty twenty, and I didn't see it for maybe about a year because it had already been out. So it would have been twenty twenty one, and so we were at that time. What we were so quarantined. If it was after June, mid June, we were random. Oh god! If it, if it, I mean, we were Nintendo. If it was before mid June, it was quarantine. Regardless of the timing, I thought it was okay. <laughs> it was just standard Shonen fare, and a lot of people hyped it up, being like, "Oh, this is Shonen perfected." I thought it was just okay, and even back then, I said that I wasn't even sure if I was going to watch the second season. Um, but then I just read the manga following whatever the anime had adapted. And the two arcs following season one were, like, so incredible that the anime went from, oh. you know, not sure if I'm going to see it, to the top of my list in terms of hype. Uh, like, I hype up Chainsaw Man a lot. I was honestly more excited for the second season than I was for Chainsaw Man. And I love me some Chainsaw Man. Uh, so first, the first episode came out for season two, and... Or, well, season two was announced and there was some worry because the director of season one and the director of Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, the movie that came out, which was a prequel to season one, uh, was no longer working with MAPPA, the animation studio behind Chainsaw Man, the first season of Jujutsu Kaisen, and this latest season of Attack on Titan. Uh, the list goes on and on. They overworked their employees. I'm not sure how, how uh, they keep pumping out stuff. They're doing villain saga now, and people really love that. I've got to watch that at some point. Um, but then the trailer for season two was released, and people were really worried because there was a slight change in the animation style. 
and just the overall uh, art style as well because it's much more simpler than it was in the first season but not as simple as something like Mob Psycho. It still very much looks like a traditional shonen anime. Um, but then episode one came out last Thursday and I'm really confident that Mappa is going to knock this out of the park. Um, as far as the story goes, this first arc goes for five episodes and it's a flashback arc. <laughs> so it's funny because the movie was a prequel to season one and this first arc essentially is a prequel to the movie. Um, because it's a flashback arc that reveals, uh, sort of the breakup between the fan favorite character Gojo, who is the Kakashi looking guy. I'm sure you've seen him around, Angel. White hair, covers his eyes. The character by appearance for sure, but I definitely don't know their name. Yeah, that'll definitely be Gojo. And then, uh, his best friend Ghetto, who is like essentially the main villain. Yeah, Ghetto. G-E-T-O. Ah. <laughs> yeah, uh, who he's now like the main villain of the series. So this arc shows you exactly what happened, what caused the rift in their friendship, and then how they end up on the paths that they are currently in the in the anime slash manga. Um, so that's going on for five episodes, and then it's going to take a break for about a month, and then we get to what I think is the holy grail of shonen manga anime whatever you want to call it which is the shibuya incident arc which is going to run for a whole 18 episodes and i can't be any more excited for that i was really worried that they were going to rush that arc but now knowing that it's getting a full 18 episodes i am so excited for for this arc and just everything that they're gonna have to animate and hopefully it, it really doesn't disappoint because I know some people were really disappointed with that last episode of um, Attack on Titan. The like hour-long episode that came out. Because there was just some stuff that they did not animate that people were really excited about. Um, but of course, that was only like an hour episode compared to a whole 18, a whole 18 episode season. Um, yeah, just... I'm not going to say watch Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, because it's not going to be everybody's cup of tea. Like I, I talked to your brother about it. And I think what put us off from watching it was just the very simple character designs. At least for me, that's what stopped me mm. from watching it. What, what kept me from from like starting it? Um, I, I, you know, if you don't like how characters look, why would you watch the show? Yeah. But I'm super glad that I did because, like I said, this next past this uh arc which is what's it called it's called hidden inventory slash premature death um is what is what i think will probably be one of the top five arcs in shonen anime of all time um which i think is pretty high praise uh yeah i love me some shonen this oh did we, did we ever talk about demon slayer this season we did right last episode yes yeah 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 because we talked about the woods <laughs> so. yeah we talked about the woods and oh but did we did we talk about how kind of lame it was i want to say yeah because it i didn't... want i feel like Go for it's Jason. been so like... long it's been so long since we talked about it really was at this point yeah well this this season of uh juice guys is just gonna be the, the opposite of that it's Assuming they get the arc right, 
assuming they adapt it properly, assuming they trim some of the fat, expand on some of the things that needed expanding. Yeah, it, we went from a very disappointing season to probably a season of anime that I will keep going back to. Um, that first mm. episode was great. The new the new opening for this season, or at least this first arc, which is only going to be five episodes long, which is kind of disappointing that I won't hear that song. But that that song and the visuals, it's just a banger. Probably one of my favorite openings of all time. Um, yeah, just guys in season two. If season one puts you off, season two will probably get you back on the train. You just gotta, you just gotta give it some trust. It's funny because um, I feel like whenever I think Jujutsu Kaisen, I just think of that anime that people were aggressively met on early, and I feel like that's just kind of what stuck with me. Even though I've heard a lot of praise since then, you know, like from you and there is like one one coworker that's like obsessed with Jujutsu Kaisen because they have like a bunch of plushies like on their desk of the characters. Uh-huh. Like I mainly remember their Kakashi one, and I guess kind of like on the same vein as um. Black Clover, who I heard very neutral things about, but people seem to be coming around to it. Like, I think even Elvis said that he didn't like it initially, but I guess he was still watching it at some point, and I was like, thought you dropped it? But... Uh, I watched, like, 20 episodes of Black Clover, and Black Clover, unfortunately, is not a seasonal anime. It's one of those anime that they just pump as much as they can. Uh, it's by the same studio. It's Pay Pira. I I don't know what's, I don't know how you pronounce it, but it's the same studio studio between uh, the same studio behind uh like Boruto, which looks like absolute ass. Naruto, <laughs> you know. So they just adapt like long form anime, uh... and Black Clover is just one of those. And it was a series that I would just have on the side while I'm like doing something else on the computer. I would just look at it, and the show is just so ugly. Which, you know, it's not their fault. They're they're adapting this anime week by week by week by week. Yeah. Um and yeah, and then like uh the second part of the new bleach season came out, uh I think it was today. And, you know, they, they gave it some time. It it was thirteen episodes, then they went out for another for like a little break and now they're going for another thirteen. And it just looks amazing. It's by the same company. Um, Damn! So when they want to, they really can do it. When they want to, they they really you know put their backs into it. It's I think at that point it just becomes a conversation about you know the the animation, uh, the like Japanese animation industry of how yeah, which is unfortunately long form anime are going to look like crap, like Black Clover. Uh, like I remember showing showing um elvis the what is supposed to be like one of the most hype clips of black clover and just mm. like how cheap it looks versus just like <laughs> a regular fight in jujutsu kaisen mm. and the the change in quality is insane uh jujutsu kaisen just absolutely like mops the floor with black clover in terms of animation um yeah. But I mean, yeah, that's just the the Japanese animation industry at that point. So I'm guessing you're not watching Mashal then? No, I'm not watching Mashal. I think the only thing that I'm watching right now is just yeah, it's literally just Jujutsu Kaisen. Um 
There's a couple of things that I that I do want to watch though that are coming out soon. Um, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to check it out. I mean, there's yeah, obviously my anime list is always ever going. Like right now, right. I'm watching something called uh, "March Comes In Like a Lion," as well as continuing on um, "Love Is War." So nice. I'm, I'm glad you're watching "Love Is War." Oh yeah, that's the I initially thought that was all one title. Because anime titles. <laughs> March comes in like a lion, love is war. <laughs> no, what March comes in a lion while considering love is war or something like that. Whatever you just <laughs> said. Because like there are some crazy anime titles. There's one with like a refrigerator in the name or something. I saw the other day, and I'm just like, what? It's like I'm a refrigerator stuck in. Oh a yeah, tire. I was I was reincarnated in another world as a refrigerator or something like that. Yeah, it's just like what? <laughs> yeah, that's another one. Half the anime expo book here there was one that literally has like almost like a little paragraph in the name oh the the, oh. the refrigerator wasn't a refrigerator reborn as a vending a con- machine i now wander the dungeon that's what it's called if you hear pages turning that's just you're the... flipping through the book yeah, isekais but, uh, are the bane of the anime industry i'll say it here they I just came out with a passion. wb isekai the harley quinn joker one Oh, that's right. Yeah. And also, because you like Shonen's, what are your thoughts? Are you interested in my adventures with Superman? That's getting a lot of buzz. I mean, it's not. I know it's not truly an anime. It's like a weird inspired by, but yeah, people seem to. Oh, Yoshikata, Yoshitaka Amano. That's the guy that I saw. That thing. But anyway, um, I don't know. I have heard some stuff about it. I'm curious. I don't know. I mean, I don't really watch. Any of the DC stuff unless they're like standalone movies with my brother, but no, yeah, that's cool. I hope it does. I hope it seems really well. It I mean, has, buzz. It has some one. good buzz. Yeah, I think I'll probably be more willing to watch it. But yeah, good old anime or something. A lot of shows. Good old I mean, animes. I'm still watching the final season of Ted Lasso. I just have one more to go, which I'll talk about once I actually finish it. But. I haven't talked about Ted Lasso on this show in like two years waiting for you to catch up. So you name the time and place and I'll be there to talk about it. Poor, poor, poor thing. I know. Jason, you know where you can talk about Ted Lasso now? Threads. (laughs) Threads. Threads. And Twitter. Let's talk threads. Let's talk threads. Yeah. So we were originally going to record right as threads was launching, like that same night, which is when I threw it on our list. But now it's been interesting over the last five days to like keep watching it. Um, I feel like so obviously Twitter isn't what it once was, right? Like correct. Yeah, and I feel like threads coming in to fill that void is well. I have two thoughts. One, there's threads itself, but but zooming out for a moment, if you think about. Twitter, if you think about Reddit and all the controversy it's been going through the last few weeks with the moderator protests and everything due to their API changes, it's really interesting that we're seeing what used to be like four or five dominant platforms that each had kind of a purpose, right? Like Reddit was kind of like for like specific topic conversations and subreddits. Twitter was for like kind of quick bursts of sharing things or getting breaking news or breaking sports info or whatever. Facebook was like what your parents use. Instagram was like sharing pictures. YouTube was sharing videos. TikTok is kind of a weird amalgamation of like Twitter, Tumblr, and YouTube kind of. But they all kind of had their lane. And each one was like the powerhouse in its lane. But now everything's like 
fracturing and splintering and mis- messing up. And now we have two apps that are kind of what Twitter are because we have threads and Twitter. And we have like Reddit kind of like a subset. People are unhappy and might leave. Like we used to have these like powerhouse four or five players and the internet's kind of splintering now. And it's interesting because back before these four or five powerhouse players, the internet was very splintered. You went to your video game forum for video games. You went to your anime forum for anime. You went to like game facts or game guides or if you have questions about games. Like everything was, you know, very – you had specific sites for specific topics. And I feel like depending on how Thread shakes out and depending on how Twitter shakes out and depending on how Reddit shakes out, we're kind of going back to that sort of splintered sense of the internet like if you think about like discord servers about specific things or if you think about group chats kind of being where people tend to share more than just publicly shouting things on twitter i mean i publicly shout things on twitter but a lot of people only share in the group chats like we're at a i don't know what threads is going to become except very successful in the short term but we we are at a very interesting kind of inflection point with the internet i feel like where it's kind of going back to splintering instead of you know every single person on the planet is on these two or three or four platforms and you'll be there too and you won't miss anything from any friend ever because they're all on the same platforms. I don't know how true that's going to be much longer. Like it's just it's just interesting. Um, anyway, editorial soapbox aside there. Yeah, Threads. So who signed up for Threads Among Us? I did. I think all of us did actually. I did. And I think Kevin, I saw you on there. Um, yeah. Well, I don't know if that's yeah. like a bad thing. I'm I'm curious. What do you guys think of it so far? I mean, I like that I didn't do anything. It was already made because I had Instagram. So that was mm-hmm. And that's how its adoption rate is crazy. It has 100 million people in five days because you don't have to do anything. They just went to their billion user bases. Like, some of you want to click a login button over here? And people are like, sure, and clicked it. I mean, but what all I... it needs to do is just give me a chronological feed and get yes. rid of the randomness. And it'll yes. be perfect. What do you think of it, Kevin? Uh yeah, I mean I echo what Ado just said. It's just needs a chronological feed. I need to be able to see who I actually follow. Mm-hmm. Which to be honest, the people and another most of this podcast. But like the people who have followed me on threads uh aren't people who I actually believe will be active on threads. It's just People it's in. funny because it, it, this this feels like people's first foray into um into essentially Twitter. Yeah, hundred percent. The vibe of it is very two thousand eight, two thousand nine Twitter right now. Sure. Yeah, like everyone just kind of like, whoa, what's this? Let's all just like, you know, people like I had toaster breakfast, or someone else being like, you know, do you find it weird that like blah 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 blah? Like I literally some brands are recycling tweets from like twenty sixteen on their threads accounts now it's 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 like a weird loop but yeah no i agree that's definitely people like what's this whole thread thing about and that's why i was saying like i don't know like threads is a success right now but i don't know what it's gonna become because what what i think well i think facebook had in their favor is a lot of people don't understandably so like elon musk of late and what he's doing to Twitter of late do you say pound it <laughs> no i said found it found what the, the the show with the long title i was thinking of Oh, what is it? The Misfit of Demon King Academy, History's Strongest Demon King Reincarnates and Goes to School with His Descendants. Wow, that's nice. a name. Yeah. I really thought you said pound it. Well, like, people don't like Elon Musk. You're like, yeah, pound it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't either. Yeah, um, but... I thought the title more synopsis, but still. Anyway, yeah. It, it's both. That's the beauty of it. They don't have to write a synopsis. They just write the title. Um, but yeah, I feel like like they're... 
So there's all this brouhaha around Elon and what he's doing with Twitter. And, and as someone that loves Twitter, it, it bums me out. You know, the rate limit stuff where you can only see 600 tweets and then they shut you down for the day. Like that was idiotic, even if it was a um, temporary measure to deal with bots. Like the backstory is the reason they needed it is because they tried to turn on a login only view of tweets, but they had to run multiple scripts to check if you're logged in. And those multiple scripts having to run for every single page load broke their server, essentially. So they created their own problem. But anyway, point is, um, because of everything around Elon and because of everything around Twitter, Facebook, I think, saw an opportunity, rightfully so, to kind of shake up the like four or five platforms that have four or five purposes thing. And now they have the, all this crazy momentum behind it because all the Twitter people are like, oh, thank God. The news is like, oh, my God, Twitter like is getting – like here's the new Twitter. It'll be even – it'll work. You won't have the crazy Elon stuff. And now it's just this inertia it has of people just being like, well, what is Threads? I want to look at Threads. Okay, I'll look at Threads. But I don't know. There's a reason I think Twitter was, even at its prime, the weakest of these platforms in a lot of ways. It had the smallest daily active user count. It was a very niche thing compared to like Facebook with a billion users or WhatsApp with a billion users. Like Twitter has like 210 million active daily users or something like that. Um, I can't get a read <laughs> on whether Threads is going to stay at this crazy momentum or if it's going to basically settle down into a Twitter. And I feel like Threads can't get a read on that. Like their CEO of Instagram and, and Zuck himself have both been like, we all know where this is going to go. And like we're not going to even think about ads until we know we have a billion users. We all know where this is going to go. So it's it's interesting to like be on it and ride the wave. But could it fall into the next Google Plus? Could it be really the next Twitter? Could Twitter and it live side by side and have kind of the same per like I it's so strange because we haven't had a situation like this where there is like an actual threat to a dominant social platform in ages. The closest is maybe when Snapchat had stories and Instagram took stories. But it wasn't a new platform. They just took a feature and kind of overshadowed the original creator of the feature. This is like in a way a new platform. So I think it's going to fall on if they can get the chronological feed, if they can get hashtags and search and things working quickly. And admittedly, they don't have them yet because um, they rushed us out after the rate limit brouhaha on Twitter because they saw an opening. It wasn't supposed to come out for another three weeks originally. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it's very – I don't remember a time being on the internet where I was using a platform like, I don't know if this is going to be – like what this is going to be in six months. Like it's it's kind of a weird – nostalgic feeling but yeah i have no idea to your, to your point Karen, like who the people that follow you if they're actually gonna be there i imagine it's gonna sell back into kind of more of a twitter cadence of how people use it but who knows like that it's so new and different but the same like it's, it's weird i don't even know how to use it exactly like i just am cross posting my tweets i don't even know if that's good etiquette, internet etiquette like i don't know what you're supposed to do like but yeah it's, it's, what do you mean you're cross posting like i'll post it on my twitter and on my threads the same tweet the same thing. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Because I've noticed even my fault, like among people that I interact with on these platforms, like half are on threads, half are on Twitter. Some check both. Some don't. So I'm like, well, I don't know. Is it redundant? If I it's a, like are people get annoyed if I, I notice a lot of people are cross posting, but a lot of people also aren't. So like, I, I don't know. I can't get a read. But it's it's interesting to see a platform take off. It's the fastest growing platform ever on the Internet, passing jet, chat GPT and speed. So. Yeah, I don't know. I think the, the fracturing of the internet is very interesting. The fact that we have a nascent platform for the first time in like 15 years is very interesting. And the fact that we don't know what comes next is 
interesting. <laughs> yeah, like it, it's so strange. I don't know. I feel like I had more thoughts when it just launched. We didn't know even what the inertia would be, but now we kind of know what the inertia is. So now I'm just more confused than anything else. But I guess we'll ride it out, see where it goes. But would would you be okay, theoretically, let's say Threads makes this chronological feed and Twitter just slowly wilts on the vine? Any qualms with leaving Twitter behind? Or are you guys ready to just say bye to the little bird app and go I mean, straight into Threads? I already left Twitter, so you can That's go. true. You kind of did, yeah. Uh, I don't know if I would fully leave it behind. Um, first, I would probably need some functionality to add a second a calendar just because, mm-hmm. you know, I want to leave... I the way that I have I have two Twitter accounts, one being the one that that I push here, and then the other one, like my personal one, where that's the one where like I have friends following me and stuff like that. Yeah, that yeah. that was my more serious side compared to the one that we use on this podcast. And so, for one, I need to be able to do two accounts, right. uh, and then second, I just I don't know. I, I it depends on how the people that I follow currently right now on Twitter adopt like adapt to threads yeah like are they going to move to threads because if they move to threads obviously i'm going to move to threads as my main account but if they don't do that then there's not really a point yeah and that's what's so strange about this whole thing is like because i part of the thing that i'm kind of bummed about if twitter goes away or dies off well one right now i still use twitter for news because like Nintendo's not on threads yet. Every other company is, but Nintendo having their seven layers of red tape, you know, they're not on threads yet. But, um, like, I kind of like having that history on the platform. I know it sounds silly and no one cares, but I kind of like knowing I have this account that I've been tweeting on since 2009. Like, anyone that wants to kind of get to know me or what I'm like, like, not, not anyone who's going to spend any millisecond of time going through my old tweets but i like kind of knowing it's there like i'm like a digital pack rat like i know knowing that's there i like having my stats of what i listen to on last fm i like having like my check-ins of places on swarm like i i'm i like this sort of data so to just sort of be like okay bye twitter and sort of start fresh even if it's still me and the people come with me just feels weird maybe i just don't like change i don't know but like definitely that yeah, probably that for sure. But I don't know. It's just it's just weird to me to just be like, okay, this is just gone now. Like when I made an Instagram, it's like, all right, but this is for like high, like fan, like I'll sit there and like edit photo, you know, edit the lighting and the color and stuff on photos and make like a nice photo now. And Twitter, just like here's a quick pick of something. So like I found like different purposes, but having it be exactly the same as Twitter currently, while we wait to kind of see what it becomes, is really weird to me i don't know like i said i'm having like an existential crisis i promise i'm not but yeah i i got to wait and see like kind of how the pendulum swings and like where most people go and how they use it and yeah i don't know it's it's so strange like i haven't had to think about any of this in literally like two decades 15 years maybe so it's so weird that it's now just kind of like back but you know it goes back to what i was saying before about like how the ear next kind of splintering and fracturing and Things that were established no longer are, and it's probably the first major shakeup since like the Web 2.0 days. But um, yeah, I don't know. Right now, Ramtown does not have a Threads account due to the lack of proper multi-account support. But maybe down the line we'll make one. But yeah, I don't know. And if uh, I think that's it for this episode, I think so. I feel like I would have had a better like thesis statement on my thoughts on Threads, but I it's so like. It's such an enigma right now. Like, it's doing crazy good, but I don't know what that means. 
No one knows what that means yet, I feel like. so. Anyway, yeah, I guess that does it for this episode. Me just quietly mumbling about threads to myself as we fade out the episode. Yeah. Yeah, sick. And <laughs> for more thoughts on anything, you guys can follow us on Twitter individually. Uh, Jason is at JSR7. I am KVN Gomi. Angel technically doesn't exist on Twitter anymore. But he has a thread. But he does have a thread. Wait, are you going to use threads for, for World of uh, Weirdos? I do have it for both. I'm guessing I'm going to start using the Wero one. The W-I-R-O underscore O. Like I used to use it on Twitter. I guess I don't see why not. And You're part of the reason I cross post Angel because I know you don't and, and the, Twitter. And, and the World of Wayros <laughs> will definitely be more like more focused on the drawings, but the Wayro one will probably be more focused on just thoughts that I don't necessarily want to post a drawing with. Because yeah, you know, World of Wayros is at the end of the day its own thing, and me is me, unless I decide to, you know draw a picture for gremlins 2 and share some thoughts on it at the same time then i might do that so i guess we're gonna follow, follow both, both. <laughs> yeah there we go the follow both scenario, but yeah. uh and with that we will presumably be back in two weeks right with comic-con thought well yeah that's we'll the day after we Comic-Con get back from, that's literally the day we get after we get back from comic-con so we'll see if our bodies yeah. are ready i guess i could tell presumably. you it's worth going to cancun or not yeah. Yeah. Nice. I'm gonna guess it is, but yeah, Probably I guess not. we'll wait for uh, your yeah. formal review. Yeah, it'll be a while since I've had like a vacation from work, and thankfully this time around I won't have to really worry about work because uh, there won't be anything going on at work. Last time I think there was like two things going on. Yeah, and that I think there was a day where like I had to go back to the hotel to do some work. Yeah, I remember you being trapped in and, there, and I wasn't in uh a proper state of mind y'all catch my drift uh <laughs> but yeah aside from that catch us back here in two weeks maybe asterisk uh angel take us out with the final word Baba Kadoosh. <laughs>